good to find dolls. Listen, this is going to be a chit-chat kind of um, podcast. Um, I'm talking to my regulars in the sense of I'm probably going to do future conversations about where my Jupiter is, but I don't want you to be too distracted by when I put future podcasting like Jupiter in da-da-da. I want you to um, look at where your Jupiter is and if you're comfortable putting comments under Anchor, Anchor does make it possible for you to do polls and or leave comments, then I can kind of give you my spin on how I look at it. So let's get into it. Yesterday, um, we were alerted by Bahati Life that we are going to have seven retrogrades this summer, y'all. Some of them we have already flushed through earlier this June, and some of them are coming all the way up and through into September. So um, I think the initial person's understanding when their hair retrogrades is like, oh my gosh, just chaos. But I think when I was working on the description for the one of the first ones where we talked about the retrogrades and then the second um dedicated podcast I did was on what's gonna happen with Jupiter retrograde. Um Venus is in retrograde, which kind of low key, y'all. It's funny because if you haven't noticed, I've been kind of tapping into my more sentimental, like revisiting conversations about dating and or options and stuff like that. Don't worry, I'm pretty sure once the energy goes direct, I'm gonna go right back to kind of some of the sentiments I, I I kind of engender anyways. But yeah, so that was kind of funny. And Mars is also in Leo, y'all. My Mars is in Leo. So it's kind of funny. I felt it within myself. It's been coming out in my content. And Mars and Leo's, Mars has, Mars has to do with how you fight and how you love. Um, when I was doing the se- sexual astrology stuff, um, when you're looking for synastry, you want to look for synastry in the person's moon sign, their Mars, and their Venus. <clears throat> There's a little bit of synastry between the sun. I think a lot of us look like, oh, well, you know, I'll date this, that, and the third. And actually, knowing what I know now, it kind of explains a little bit of the dysfunction, especially like with my last um, partner, why why we had a little bit of difficult... Um, like cross wires and stuff like that. Um, But anyways, so um, I didn't really pay attention to a lot of the other stuff that we're going retrograde in, but uh, Venus is in retrograde, um, Saturn, uh, Mars, um, and Jupiter. And you all know, I stay, 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 kind of like trying to figure out what's going on with my money. So I was like, well, let's find out what's going on with Jupiter. Jupiter is going to be going into retrograde later on this year, if I remember correctly, September um, through into November, December. And then there's a little bit of a shadow phase before it goes direct in May of 2024 into Taurus, which I think is, in my opinion, juicy energy. It's going to stay there for 13 months, right? Because I think I confused it with another um, with another. Um, planet that that stays direct for 13 years so um, Jupiter stays in the energy for 13 months okay so we have a good year that we're look we're getting a a layout or a layup for a beautiful year ahead for a lot of people so it's going to be important for you to see where your chart is so I um 
I looked to see where my Jupiter was, and my Jupiter, y'all, dun dun da, is in Virgo. Okay, and so that really explains a lot of things. So you're gonna want to check where your Jupiter is. Allow yourself, like if you're into journaling, to kind of flush out why you think it's a good thing and why it's a bad thing. I want you to do that first before you look it up. And here's why. Because my initial thoughts when I heard about Jupiter being in Virgo is that, um, remember in the podcast I just did where we explored everything about Jupiter, Jupiter is about expansion, it's about money, in my opinion, wealth, resources, material, tangible things, deeds, titles, Right. Um, and but it also expanded. It's about travel, um, exploration, expeditions, um, knowledge, wisdom, um, studying a variety of, of, of topics. So I was like, oh, my gosh, Jupiter's in Virgo. So um, my Jupiter is in Virgo. So that means I'm going to be expanding in everything that has to do with money, wealth, resources. That makes so much sense. That's why I celebrate so much more of my Virgo than I do my sun. I think that my sun sign definitely plays a role. But I, I, I like to think I'm not your typical Virgo. But I think that maybe even at an older age, I'm definitely like going to be out here just, I think, um, celebrating more of the dark side of, of Scorpio too. I think that Scorpio men and women are powerhouses and we go through our um, different phases of dark side, dark side and light side. Um, and I've laid more in my my light side, but I'm definitely ready to get into the shadow side of stuff on it and the dark feminine side of my Scorpio sun. But I've been talking so much more about celebrating my my north node, right? My Virgo rising, my um and so Virgo has everything to do with health and wealth. So I was like, "Oh my gosh, these Aries are going to be expanding. I think that's amazing. Um this is a great time for me to get back into my workout routine. I've started doing intermittent fasting, which does my body so amazing, you guys. When I I've been more consistent, and more um, using my habit trackers, and I I tend to chisel up, so I am a little bit cautious to what it means for my body because even when I eat uh, hit the gym, <laughs> I'm gonna have to kind of eat even more, and I'm not a very much of an eater. As much as I love food, and so, um, and so notice how I'm talking about how much I love food, but I'm not much of an eater. All of these little things matter. Here's another really fun thing. I, um, let me tell you who I was watching. Jupiter is also going to tell you, like, um, if, if you want a little bit of fun with this topic, too, about your Jupiter placements. Astro Hood did a podcast last night, and I got that was my first time watching her live. Astro Queen. <clears throat> Astro Queen is a young lady. It's a three-hour um, video. I only watched about maybe like the first two hours. After 38 minutes, she starts to talk about the physical characteristics of where your Jupiter placement is. So like, for example, with her, her Jupiter is in Sagittarius. And she also is a, a Sagittarius. So if you know anything about Sagittarius, it's half man, half 
um, beast on the bottom or have like horse or donkey or whatever on the bottom. So women with women and men that have their Jupiter and Sagittarius might have those hips. So I'm thinking Tristan Thomas might have it. I remember one of my classmates, he had thighs for days, y'all. He had thick dick, like thick hips, like bubble hips, like woo, like, you know, type of a thing. Um, and so, but if, if you have Sagittarius in your placement too, and so, but she said, if you have Jupiter, like in, she goes through the houses that can explain why you have like big eyes or so my Jupiter, I don't remember the house, but for the Jupiter, you're going to have long fingers. So I do have long fingers, but I also think it can translate into a long torso, which she talks about how it could do more with your internal, like your intestines, but I do have a long torso and I have long fingers. Um, and there was something else I wanted to say about that too. So it can, it can explain why you have like maybe long legs or a big head. She talks about how, um, for Rihanna's forehead, um, the placement where Rihanna has her Jupiter, it's kind of like that, um, another person who has their Jupiter, um, in the same placement as Rihanna, if I'm if I'm remembering and recalling everything correctly, is Tyra Banks, right? So check in that and see where that is for you and that type of thing, um, in terms of physical appearance. So I think that is so cool. She she that was fun to listen to. So I was celebrating that, and I think that's why it's important if you do journal to write it down, have your thoughts about what Jupiter means in a certain sign first. Because when I started to research what Jupiter and Virgo means, they were saying that it's actually... <laughs> These birds are wilding, y'all. We've been having some bad weather lately, so they've been... This is like some of the best weather we have right now, so this is why they're out and about, but... But um, it, it Jupiter in Virgo is supposed to be debilitating because Jupiter is about expansion and Virgo is about <clears throat> conflation or implosion or nar- vo- focusing on the narrow, small like details, like honing in on stuff. And I think that this is a huge aha moment for me because it kind of does low-key explain why I'm fighting between going big or just zoning in on things. And so it's like this whole war between bigger picture and seeing the tree, the forest for the trees and seeing the trees through the, throughout the forest and that type of thing. So um, if you have, if you have, like you want to pay attention to if you have Virgo in your chart, um, I think that's important, but I think that with Jupiter, with, with okay, I'm going to say this. If you have Virgo in your chart, it's going to be super duper critical for you to learn how to drown out the noise. I think that the, the better I get at learning how to drown out the noise and identify what's really important because each of the signs have assignments. Like once you learn to master what that assignment is, you're gonna that's where you're gonna go off your lunch. Like that's gonna be a launching pad for you. And I think that's why it's important too when you have children. 
to kind of understand their natal chart too and how they they go through stuff because for me if I get inundated with a lot of stuff the Virgo side of me I cannot take on a lot of projects I am I've learned that what it is is I'm very creative and I've learned to write down a lot of different things. But when you talk, hear me talking about like, oh, I'm going to do a trading journal. I'm going to do an affirmation journal. I'm going to do a, a um, YouTube on this. I'm going to do a music channel. I'm going to do a, a workout tri- tri- uh, journal. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do bracelets. I'm going to do bookmarks. I'm going to be doing. And that's the creative side. I think that's the, the thing that comes with feminine. But it also speaks to my Jupiter placement, right? And part of my, fem, you know, anytime you're feminine, like you kind of know you're in a happy place too when you allow yourself to be creative. I think when I was working, I really restricted myself to be in a box. But even though it's good for me and it's conducive to the Virgo side, I really didn't feel as feminine as I do now, if that kind of makes sense, right? So this is me dealing with the contractions of Jupiter and Virgo, right? And I, I, so when I think about for me, it's like, it's like I'm giving birth to something and I have to manage the contraction. So it's like looking at the big picture of creativity and contracting and giving birth to something that is narrow and based and is focused and is the baby, right? And so for some of you, you might have your Jupiter in Leo, you might have your Jupiter in, um, in something like Aries or something in Sagittarius or something like that, right? And so you might not even be like, oh, I don't even like this type of, you know, this 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 planet. But it's okay. I think that it, it like I said, if you're comfortable with it, I'm actually comfortable trying to trying to uh, giving you my spin on it. If you ever get to the point where you email me or stuff like that. Or if you want to cash at me with your question, like say my Jupiter's and so and so, and I address it on a podcast and stuff, um, because I believe in not being stuck to limiting beliefs, and I believe in amplifying what other people say might be to your net, might be to your detriment, right? So that's a prime example. You know, here I am thinking like, oh my gosh, my Jupiter's in Virgo, so I'm gonna definitely expand but I do understand now why it can feel like some days I want to take on so many things but I feel like I'm getting inundated and drowning but now that I know what it is and even when I talk about my trading right when I talk about trading I talk about how um, it's easy for me to be in the right space because I'm supposed to be learning how to manage my finances but it's easy for me to feel overwhelmed especially in those settings because if you have people going into all these different like the mentor that I have that I just recently signed up with she is a medical um has a medical background so to her this is so much fun like to her all of these different charts are different patients and I have nurses in my family so to her this is just kind of like these are all these different patients and they have their load of like 30 30 patients or 20 patients that they have to manage throughout the night so she's comfortable going in and out of all of those different things while having conversations with the parents the doctors other nurses you know and all these different things going on and so she's comfortable with the noise me i'm better if i stick to one patient 
Okay, I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make sure I cook your favorite snacks. I know your bedtime. I know when to bathe you. I I know when to give you your exercise. I know how to play your favorite music. And that's what I do. And when the time is done, I'm going to jump back in my car and go back home. That's it. Okay, so um, it's like I was in the right space in terms of Jupiter, money, Virgo, health and wealth, you know, building money for myself. But I can't be following everything that everybody's doing. I got to narrow in, stick to my spy, speak to my QQQ and my trading strategy. And that's it. Right. So for some of you, yeah, I think it's going to be very exciting for you to find that out. Um, Let's take a little bit of a tangent. And like I said, I want to address this, too, because I think that I have a unique way of dealing with setbacks And I think it comes with me having the Scorpio sun where we deal with a lot of deep, dark energy and we have to be able to convert it and transmute it. And the quicker that we can do that and rise out of that, like Phoenix it, the better it is, right? So a lot of you that are with me on this channel have been with me. You've heard my conversations about where I stand with love and relationships, being jaded, being hurt getting a better understanding of the opposite sex and of myself. And um, so I'm going to say this because I want you to pay attention to how you feel with the energy too, because regardless of if you know it or not, Venus is in retrograde. So a lot of y'all are going to be revisiting what you think about love, relationships, you know, your love style, your love languages, um, Mars is also in retrograde. And again, remember when we were doing the sexual sinistry and sexual astrology stuff, they pay attention to um, your moon sign, your, um, your Mars, and your Venus. They do talk about the sun, but again, the compatibility where you look at it is in your, your moon, your Venus, and your Mars. Your Mars has a little bit more to do with how you fight, right? Um, thin line between love and hate, like war and love, right? Type of thing. So if Mars is also in some type of retrograde, that's going to affect your, your partnerships. And you're going to see like, I like the, the, um, phrase fighting words, you know, when we choose our fighting words and stuff like that. Um, So I think that you can do one of two things. You can just double down and be like, nah, I'm not dating. I'm, you know, or or some of you, you might just um, choose not to date a certain, you know, from a certain community or stuff like that. That's fine. Some of you are going to double down. And when this energy goes direct, you're going to become like even more hardcore. Now, that being said, um, one of the things about Jupiter Jupiter um, is kind of inviting you not to be so dogmatic. And it's to the point where not only do I feel myself ready to go into that energy for next year, I'm like, I'm not even going to wait until next year. Um, And so just kind of giving that caution, because with dogma, it's kind of like you're so opinionated that you don't allow yourself to try different or entertain other schools of thought. 
and to really challenge yourself on where you stand. So if you're going to be hardcore on holding on to the, the things that you, the views that you held up until now, you're going to have a hard time with Jupiter because Jupiter is like, hey, let's check out different cultures. Let's check out different thoughts. Let's have different studies in different areas. Let's try something unusual. And Jupiter celebrates you doing something unusual. If you, you're going to go into Jupiter, like for me, it's going to be really funny because I probably will go viral for something that has to do nothing with health, nothing with wealth, nothing with um all the stuff that I'm talking about now. It's probably going to be something like if I decide to do a blog or talk about, I don't know, I can't even imagine, but I'm just going to allow myself to explore something so different and kind of like actively look for it, you know, and, and, and embrace it. Who knows? Definitely come around and check for it. And I think that if you know what you're coming for, like this is part of the reason why I like kind of tapping into astrology just a little bit. I'm not ruled by it. Okay, but now that I know how to navigate the energy, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, I we probably won't talk about this again until maybe December or maybe next year in May. Um, that's that's how, that's been kind of my style and my MO. I like to have a pulse of what the energy is, what I have look to look forward to coming up, and then I'll just put it down. But I don't really um can find myself. I think part of it is I've learned to trust my intuition too. I noticed that I started to talk more about like the lovey-dovey type of stuff. If you've been with me for a while, you've kind of noticed some of the hints. It just is what it is. I'm I'm not going to beat myself up about it. And so yesterday when I was running the retrogrades to see the seven retrogrades, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's where Venus is in retrograde. This is why I'm having like thoughts about like the exes and stuff. And I remember... um. Another person I follow is uh, Marion Altman. She's also a trader chick. Oh, I was just checking my candle. It was kind of burning. Plus, I have uh, my incense, y'all. I got some Attract Money incense um, stuff, and it smells so good. I got it on Amazon. I might do a feature on it. I, I did. I'm just doing one incense stick a day because it's not too good like the pollutants in the air you want to make sure your window is open and you have circulation or a fan going so but I just like it as part of my morning ritual and it smells so good and I deliberately chose the attract um money or wealth let me let me tell you which one it is right now oh and it it smells so freaking good it's the one it's called it's the hem brand h-e-m I think I got it for like if I say six ninety nine for a bunch of them. Um, and it's the one that says attracts money. And I was very intentional about which incense I wanted because one of them was called like, uh, it was called calling money. And I was like, no, I'm in my divine feminine. I'm not calling out to anything. I'm attracting to, I'm attracting it. I am pulling it into me. Yeah, you could say calling it into me. But I felt like that was more kind of like a, I don't know. And so that's just a thought process that went with it. I love that it's a sweet smell. And um, I also got this little lotus. It's like a little lotus on Amazon. 
that's an incense holder and it has like four little holes so I could do up to four incense sticks and it holds the incense sticks straight up. I actually think it's cute. I love Lotus, y'all. If you ever want to gift me anything or stuff like that, Lotus. Um, I actually, um, one of the manifestation journals I have started working on, and again, that's the Jupiter side, right? Like I'm working on all these projects, but I haven't released not a one. Okay. Um, is, um, has a Lotus on it. I love Lotus for years. I love to see it on print. I love to, I just love it. And so I got it and, um, I like it cause it, sticks straight up. I don't like the ones. I have several and I have them in storage and I have another one here, but I don't know where I did it because I'm moving stuff around. Excuse me, but it's it's like a long board and it kind of sticks at an angle. It's okay, but you, I do like pretty things and it does serve the purpose, but I just, it wasn't. Mm. And I've noticed like if it's not pretty, I just don't really want it in my space, even though it serves the function. So it is gone. <laughs> it is gone. But yeah, so the Lotus one is supposed to come in today. I'll probably take a picture of it and then, um, and or do a thumbnail of it so you can get it on, on, um, on Amazon. So, but that's one hell of a tangent, y'all. That is one hell of a tangent. What were we talking about? So we were talking about Jupiter, I would definitely say check where it is on your chart. And it's going to be cool too because, um, like I said, if you go to Astro Queen, um, and I remember she said, oh, I'm on the, I'm at 38 minutes. Go to 38 minutes because um, she does like to chit chat with her audience and stuff like that. Um, but once she gets into the houses, it's just boom, boom, boom. She goes from, um, houses one, two, three, and four. And so then that will, you can kind of figure out if, if you're kind of like big headed or big ears or big eyes or big lips or long torso or like long intestines that I can't see my intestines, but I know I have a long torso. Um, I do have long lame limbs. I have long legs, I have legs for days. Um, and so, yeah, I almost wonder when she was talking about that, like, I wonder how many, um, basketball players have Jupiter in their chart, um, type of a thing too. So yeah. Was there anything else I wanted to kind of add? Um, so yeah, don't be discouraged. I think when they talk about debilitated, I think I hope you picked up that I still fall in love with myself more and more the more I learn about it because even though it's like now I get to have fun managing the ups and downs like the like the um conflation and the expansion like and now I can kind of laugh at myself and kind of figure out like oh baby girl you you're trying to take on too much it's okay acknowledge it you're expanding it and you love it but go ahead and focus on one thing you love about this and allow that to expand, right? Um, another thing I wanted to mention too, and it was on the tip of my tongue, so I want to kind of try to make sure to re recall it. That's important about Jupiter. We talked about how it's going to be important for you to kind of move away from dogma. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to um, 
there's something else behind it, but I think if I give myself time, I'll remember what it is. But if when with, with dogma, it doesn't mean you have to necessarily change your views, let's just say on dating or stuff like that. But it means that if you're opinionated, like that's not the time to like be beating other people over the head with your thoughts and views, like let them express their thoughts and views and or let them stay in their spaces. But um, it's going to allow you to kind of um, learn something new, I think. And you might get more information that supports how you how you feel anyways. But don't be so dogmatic that you, um, I don't know, it, it's kind of energetic too. It's a little bit of dark energy. There, you know what? Let me click on it because um, I, I kept the tab open. And um, what I'm trying to do is recall what I saw on the, when we were talking about it, uh, Jupiter and the Queen. Let me see if I can pull it up. Because what, what's what's happening right now is I'm trying to remember, <clears throat> did I close it? Let me go to my history and see if I can find Jupiter and the Queen. That's one thing. I'm learning how to navigate all these resources, too, because <clears throat> if I go to my history, I know it's going to be in there, even though if it was from yesterday. So let's go to my history. And let's look at so natal chart, Jupiter and Virgo, how to attract luck in life and what creates growth. So that was helpful for me. Oh, you know what, too? A lot of people were saying, like, Jupiter will tell you what your husband is like. Okay, I didn't even bother to click on those. Um, but yeah, for those of you that kind of, you know, if you're revisiting your thoughts and that, hold on, give me one second. Mm -mm -mm. I have a lot of trading stuff on here. Oh, y'all, and, and what we're talking about it too, we were talking a little bit about Shikari Richardson. She um came in first place for the 100M she did something crazy with her hair. So she, you know, she likes to wear um all the bright colors of her hair. Beautiful girl. And she had this bright orange, uh, like orange wig on with the green headband. And when they pan to her, she like flips it off her head and throws it behind her. And like, I wasn't listening to the audio, but I was like, oh my gosh, these poor people are not going to know what to do with her. And then, but below it, she had these long, pretty, intricate braids. Um, Very beautiful. And so she just came in super happy. To, I love to see people winning. I love to see sports. Um, Let me see. Let's, y'all, I know I'm at the 30-minute mark. Let's just try to... Let's just try to land that plane, baby girl. Let's see. Jupiter, here we go. So Jupiter retrogrades do's and don'ts. And I know if I see it, I'm going to... Because I, I try to practice recalling the visual part too. So it says Jupiter rules. Um, develop a natural curiosity for other cultures. Gravitate towards being more cultured. Educated and interested in a variety of subjects. Refined open-minded, tolerant, and respectful of people who come from different backgrounds. So if, we can't travel, if you can't travel physically, you can travel inward to expand your philosophical and spiritual horizon. So that's the part I thought I wanted to discuss. I guess it did have to do with dogma, right? There's being dogmatic. It's like allow yourself to still have a natural curiosity 
Um, I guess if you're going to become more cultured, like, and you still know that you just don't want to date guys, period, and or you want to date out of your culture, start to learn about other cultures. Shift the focus from dealing with these dusties, busties. Busties? Y'all, I've been conflating words lately. I've been saying pattern charts instead of chart patterns. Busties. Busties is the conflated word for bust for for dusties and bums. Leave like stop focusing on these busties and start to now if you're gonna date out, start to look at other cultures. I know yesterday, and I'm not even I wasn't intentional, but happened to come across this guy, Roadrunner, and it was interesting. I just sat there quietly and ate my porridge and pie and listened to what he had to say, and it was so interesting because Hearing a man talk that way and to talk so and so on the complete flip side of what I'm so used to hearing, you know, in the black community was so interesting. But if you're going to date out and and I know that some of you who listen to me because we share comments, common content creators and you're talking about not only dating, you know, a certain um demographic of males and you're considering dating out look at those other cultures but if some of you are going to date other genders start to learn about how those other genders are and those other relationships and this definitely is in tandem with the other um the 10th law of power i did a little podcast a lot of you know one of my favorite con- uh, favorite authors is robert green a lot of us like him he's the author of the book of the art of seduction um, 48 Laws of Power. I have one of his daily um, devotionals, the 36, um, 36 Daily Laws, um, The Art of War, The Art of Strategy. Um, he has a bunch of books out there, right? And he did a short and the short said, infections, um, avoid people who are lonely and unhappy. And it talks about how it's kind of like one of those things where where your where your energy goes, there your energy flows or stuff like that or and so like let's just allow this energy to to stop focusing on these unhappy incels and like red pill people and passport boys and focus on like okay, if you're not you're not going to be dealing with them and dating them with them anymore. And you don't even want to date, period. Focus on other things that you're curious about. You know, look into those sipping paints, look into travel. Instead of focusing on that, why don't you start to focus on where you might want to travel next year and start to learn about the culture and the food and the language and the music and stuff like that, right? Or start if, if, if that's not even your thing, right? Or But if you're going to be shifting gears and Venus is in some type of retrograde right now, you know, when you're revisiting like, okay, who do I want to date instead of these dusties? Start to focus on those cultures and their language and how they navigate and stuff like that, right? And yeah, so I think I'm kind of repeating myself, but I, 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 I'm saying I'm trying to be as diverse in the in the when I get excited I start to talk really fast. Um I'm trying to give different examples because I want you to explore it for yourself and I'm giving you the best examples I can think of but that's why when I do future podcasts and I do talk about um uh Jupiter in Virgo I think that I also want to put content out there for more Jupiters in, in Virgo because 
more people who have their Jupiter in Virgo because I don't want them to be discouraged and hear things like, oh, it's debilitating. <clears throat> Absolutely not. Celebrate it, learn how to manage it, and then leverage it. You know what I'm saying? And it starts to turn into a skill set. But I wouldn't want somebody to hear like, oh my gosh, it's debilitating. Like, this is why I can never, you know. I'm, and I've said this before. I'm like literally the embodiment of jack of all trades, master of, no, of none. I've been in multiple MLMs. I've had multiple licenses. I have licenses in real estate and in life and health insurance. I finished my um, license for property and casualty insurance you know, um, all this different stuff. I've, I've played with making AI music. I've written books, you know, but I've only published a few. So it's one of those things where it's easy to be creative and or distractible. But once you learn that about yourself and learn how to narrow stuff in, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. You know what I'm saying? And especially, I think it, I consider it to be a juicy placement because we get to deal with, with money, and with wealth, right? I and stuff like that. So yeah, if you guys want to um have me explore what Jupiter in your chart means in a way that other people might not really look at it or celebrate it, or how you can kind of like leverage that power and amplify it, is you know, I'm definitely happy to do that. Like I said, you can you can um anchor lets you comment on here on what you think about the podcast. Go ahead and just do that and it will pop up on my in my email. You can also email me at musingsofadivinefeminine at gmail.com. If you want to cash at me a question and ask me to look at something, then it's XX. And yeah, I would just see it on my cash app and then I'll just kind of give you my insights on it. And again, I come from a position of like not being stuck in the limited belief um, turning it around, transmuting it, taking that darkness, turning it into Phoenix energy, learning how to celebrate it, right? And as I'm closing out too, don't let those seven retrogrades, like if you already feel some kind of way and this is the first podcast you're hearing, go back to my podcast where I talk about the seven planets in retrograde. That just means beautiful transformation. That just means that you are absolutely not going to be the type of person that you were last year and definitely not this year. Definitely not this year. Absolutely not. If you allow yourself to, if you give yourself permission to, and this is coming from someone who has, I, I have a lot of water in my chart and I have a lot of fixed in my in my chart, which can also be debilitating because it's kind of like, I can have, feel constipated, right? That's what constipation would look like. It's almost like watery diarrhea or whatever, because it's like wanting to kind of just go with the flow, but having these stops and areas of stagnant stag, stagnation how do you manage that right so it can mean that i can just be stuck in all of my emotions or i can leverage those emotions or i can be determined and be fixed about how about my outcome even though i'm fixed my determination is that i'm going to flow my determination is that I'm going to flow upstream. My determination is that I'm you're not I'm not going to stay stuck, right? So, it's just learning how to manage that 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 language and not being a victim to your natal chart. 
fall in love with it, I think that I laugh more about myself and whoever is going to love me is going to love my quirks that come with it, right? And when I explain it, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, if you go back and listen to my stuff, you can hear me waffling, you know, and that type of stuff too. Another interesting thing that came out with um, Jupiter and Virgo um, is the Mercury, the influence of Mercury and the communication. And I think it's so interesting too, because who would have ever thought that I would have transformed from this quiet little girl? And a lot of it, I think, had to do with um, my religious background and my the parenting style I grew up with. But I'm not mad at it. I think that it allowed me to take on more of a of a student role. And now that I'm becoming more of a master, now I can speak. So it's kind of like it, it still is okay. But um, if you look at how your degrees, like if you start in a certain degree, um, you're going to the more you go up in your degrees of mastery, you're going to get better at it. So if if um, Mercury and Jupiter have a influence on each other, Mercury has to do with your communication style. If that is part of the growth and the expansion, I'm more comfortable with talking. But it's perfect because... The more I learn, the more I can expand on my talking. And it's, you don't want to have it to where you're talking and you don't really know stuff. And, um, right, you don't want, really want to be talking about something you don't know about. So as I'm expanding, the more I'm growing visibility and the more my voice is heard, right? So that's really cool too. Um, and Mercury is also in retrograde too. So this is those times where you're either going to be getting into a fight with your ex because all the things that you fell in love about now they're regressing themselves and you're not communicating the, the best way either. Um, but yeah, and so exes are definitely like um, Marin Altman talked about exes might be popping up and resurfacing this summer. Um, I, I, I'm of the opinion that you're not, it's not the ideal time to start a relationship in a, in a retrograde. I think definitely write it out. If y'all are still talking when the energy goes direct, then that can be even better in some ways. But if it collapses after it goes direct, it's because that person was kind of in an energy for just like anywhere from nine, you know, 30, 60 to 90 to 121 days. And they were just kind of tying up some loose ends and can go back to their old patterns. So yeah, I would just pay attention to all of that too. Um, so yeah, I don't like to make these too long, but I hope I've made my point. I, it's this, this has been my pleasure. Um, I cannot wait to start trading tomorrow, y'all. Why am I sitting here looking at QQQ, salivating, chomping at the bits? Um, so yeah, let's look out and see what, what I'm going to be trading for tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to be trading two different, um, tickers for the first time in a long time. So I'm going to be doing spy and QQQ and I'm going to do 10 contracts or up to $500 for both. And, um, I'm also going to be trading with my mentor live for one hour. So I need to actually go pay for that. <laughs> right now and then I'm I'm going to get permission from her tomorrow. I just want to talk with her because I um 
I don't, yeah, so I have my little hangups and stuff like that, but I think she's going to be great because right now she only charges anywhere from $50 to $65, um, and then it might go up a little bit, but she's a really good teacher and it's affordable. My other mentor, she's really good, but I don't know to what degree you guys have $4,000. I think the cost has gone up a little bit more for four weeks. Um, She has Wolf of Wall Street, which is 12 weeks, and it's basically four to five thousand per four week module and there's four modules so you're looking at spending about anywhere from 16 to 20 25,000 to do the whole wolf of wall street over a 12 week course so but you know she um this one that i'm i'm gonna just cross my t's on it a little bit before i give you her information is um yeah she's really good um and I would recommend this too when I give, you know, I'll probably say that on that video, but on that podcast, but before you book her, even though she is good for beginners, you kind of have to know yourself. You kind of have to learn, understand how you learn. One of the best things I learned from a college student, um, we became friends and then we kind of fell out type of a thing. But one of the but she was she was a 4.0 student. She was from Jamaica. And when she taught me that it was important to know how to take a test. And I know a lot of people don't like when um, people say like, oh, we're just teaching children how to take tests. We're not teaching them the content. I, again, I'm not one of those type of people that get too hung up on that. Um, she taught me, she's like, I know how to test. 4.0 student. She's like, I know how to test. So it's not even so much that you don't learn the content. It's like now you learn how people are checking for certain things. And so if once you learn how you learn, I think it's kind of like the right hand and the left hand. Like you have to learn yourself. It's kind of like if you go to her and you want her to teach you, but you don't know if how to, you know, what it is that you want out of that session. Like some of you might want to learn how to do um, patterns. She's really good with patterns. She taught me about the lowercase H pattern. Um, she's really good at like teaching you which indicators to use. She's good at teaching you how to get in and out of your um, trades. She's good at teaching you how to use the chains options, right? And using all of those different things, like you'd be surprised as much as I look at the charts and the indicators and the candlesticks, you also want to make sure you know how to look at the options chain um, thing and, and which one to get into. Like all of it goes hand in hand. So, but yeah, let me hop off of here because I did take a little bit of a tangent and I want to keep these short. Plus, I got to go pee. I'll talk to you all later. Bye.